So we're taking a break from going through the book of Judges, which I've been preaching through. No Samson today. We're up to the judge Samson, and um, we'll pick back up there next week, Lord willing. So why don't we open up to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. That is our text this morning. Why don't we stand for the reading of God's word? Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. The scripture reads, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. May God bless the reading of his word. The title of my sermon this morning is The Shot and the Tyranny of Man. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I thank and praise you for this gathering here on this Resurrection Sunday. And Lord, we just ask and pray that you Use what you've put on my heart to preach about this morning for good in the hearts and minds of the hearers. Lord, help me to set it forth by the power of your Holy Spirit. Use it for good. Lord, you see the state of our nation. Lord, may you grant repentance to your people. Lord, we give thanks to you and praise to you for this time to consider this important matter regarding what the governments of men and the corporations of men want to foist upon the peoples of the world. May we think right, and may this sermon help build thinking right. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. could be seated. I want to address this morning, thank you, I want to address this morning um, the churchmen. I want to address the government men. I want to address the businessmen. And I want to make clear to you why you should not get this vaccine. And I use the word vaccine in quote unquotes. (laughs) Vaccine. Last Easter on April 12th, I preached a sermon entitled The Failure of Churchmen in the Face of COVID-19. A year ago, Easter. Um, By the way, I had someone call me uh, this week and ask me, so you use the term churchman. Um, Is that a term of derision? And I said, no, it's what they are. Well, what do you mean by churchman? I said, pastors, elders, anyone who holds office in church government is a churchman. That's what I mean by churchman. So, no, it's not a term of derision. So last Easter on April 12th, I preached a sermon entitled The Failure of Churchmen in the Face of COVID-19. And here a year later, the churchmen are still failing. They are still giving credence to a great lie, namely that this virus is some great killer and the draconian actions of civil government are therefore needed and justified. Hence, they are still aiding and abetting tyrants as they still continue to teach their people to behave like Jojo the Circus Monkey, wear their little masks, stay six feet apart, and all the other nonsense they do, all while they hide behind the skirt of false love. And the science isn't clear, sloganeering. And all the while, they took over $12 billion of free money from the civil government as reward for shutting down their churches and teaching their people to follow the false narrative. 
And now they're doing it all with the vaccine. Convincing people they should get the vaccine, which is not really a vaccine, and we'll address that in this sermon also. Understand many churchmen sit silent. Little cowards who would never address anything that could be viewed as controversial. They are consensus men, not leaders, who wouldn't want to run off any tithe-paying attendee from their fiefdom. They are the men who say, each must decide for themselves, like no kidding. But they offer no guidance as to what they should do. These are despicable men. Theirs is a position of nothingness. So while you have the silence from the pulpits, you also have an ever-rising crescendo of voices from churchmen also calling for Christians to do the loving thing and get the vaccine, to do the Romans 13 thing and get the vaccine, to do the go-along, to get-along thing and get the vaccine. One churchman from here in Wisconsin, pastor's a Bible-believing church in the Reformed genre, wrote in his blog for the church that he pastors on March 20th, the following, titled, Jesus Wants You to Get Vaccinated. I will read it to you. It's only about a page long. And it's so in keeping with what I've read from far too many churchmen. This pastor says, if you speak to enough people who are not well, you eventually learn that some unwell people first need to be asked, do you want to get well? Do you truly want to be healed? Jesus met a man who for 38 years had been waiting to be healed of his disability. When Jesus heard this man's story, we were told that the first question he asked him was, do you want to get well? When the man answered that he did, but that he was unable to do so because of his disability, Jesus told him, Get up. Healing required the man's desire to be healed and Jesus' power to heal. John 5, 1 through 8. If you have become spiritually or emotionally paralyzed by a year of isolation and arguing over mass and social distancing and political rhetoric, Jesus might be asking you today, do you want to get well? Do you prefer to wallow in your misery and spend another year complaining and arguing with your neighbors? Or do you want to be healed as a community? Jesus is offering us what seems as close as you can get to a modern-day miracle of science and medicine, a shot in the arm, a vaccine to give us more freedom to move about in society again. There are some who cannot or will refuse to receive the vaccine for a variety of reasons, but the beauty of God's creation is that the herd can create immunity for all. The vaccinated and the non-vaccinated, Jesus is asking us if we really want to be healed, if we as a society, as a community, really want to get well. When your turn to get in the healing waters comes, are you willing to respond to Jesus' invitation to receive healing, get the shot? For some, the answer is no. But I am praying that 80% of our communities will respond to Jesus' invitation with a resounding, yes, Jesus, we want to get well, to get the shot, to start living again. That was the end of his blog. Now you might be like, what? You know, that was crazy. 
it's all too commonplace. I have read countless churchmen with similar things while all this has been going on. It's utter idiocy. I've heard other churchmen do the same sort of thing as this pastor, twisting the scripture to legitimize wearing the mask, and now we see it with the vaccine. The head of the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest Protestant group in the entire United States, J.D. Greer is the head of that group, and he went and got his vaccine this week, and he took a picture of himself while they were putting the needle in his arm, and he posted on his Facebook wall, quote, sleeve up, hashtag sleeve up, so you know you can rally with all the other people doing it, hashtag sleeve up for a future safe from COVID-19, one step back closer to normal, unquote. Now here's a man that is blind as a bat. The powers that be, the evil men, have no intention of us returning to normal. Understand that. And the more you go along to get along so you can return to normal, the more you help them accomplish their tyranny. Let me repeat that to you. The more you go along to get along so you can return to normal, the more you help them accomplish their tyranny. I've seen churchmen and Christian organizations declare that we should wear the mask on the basis of Romans 13. And I said... They will have to do the same thing, following their illogic, when it comes to the vaccine, and sure enough, they have. Now they're promoting Romans 13 as the reason you should go out and get vaccinated. The Gospel Coalition, a massive Christian organization with many notable churchmen inside it, put out an article declaring this immediately after the vaccine was available, how Romans 13 means we should all be vaccinated. A leading editor with the Gospel Coalition, Joe Carter, and the Gospel Coalition have been pushing people to get the vaccine and have floated the idea that vaccine passports may be needed for churches. Not just everywhere else, but churches too. They promote the evil of the tyrants through the guise of love and wisdom. Those are the words, the buzzwords they use. Love and wisdom. And what I've always told people is, once you remove the ethic of love from holy writ, from scripture, you can justify anything. Even two men or two women marrying each other. Love is defined by scripture. Not through the nonsense the world teaches. When I preached about what was happening a year ago, I said from what I could tell, you know, my sermon a year ago, I said from what I could tell, wicked rich men and the governments of men want to vaccinate every person on the planet and reset the world economic system. That's what I said a year ago. There was plenty to see back then in the open to bring one to those two conclusions. But you were labeled a conspiracy theorist if you said it, so most so concerned about their precious reputations and wanting to be liked by men, refused to believe it or to say it. And now a year later, we see the great economic reset spoken of everywhere and vaccine passports now being pushed among the nations and governments of men. You cannot not see it anymore. And still the compliance 
the overwhelming blithe compliance of the vast majority, all aiding and abetting the tyrants. Now listen, this past week, the pretender of the United States, Joe Biden, announced the federal government is taking action to implement vaccine passports. And this should alarm you. Just duck, duck, go it. Joe Biden, vaccine passports, it's all over the press, all over the media. Here's just one example from U.S. News and World Report. Their news story is entitled, Biden Administration Working on Vaccine Passport Initiative, March 29th. 2021. The story begins and says this, the Biden administration and private companies are working to develop a standard for a vaccine passport that could be used as the country tries to reopen in the coming months. The effort has gained steam following President Biden's pledge that the nation will begin to return to normal this summer and with a growing number of companies saying they will require proof of vaccination before reopening for business. The Washington Post reported. The administration's initiative has been driven largely by arms of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which the National Institutes of Health is part of. It's the government entity that approves vaccines and which co-holds the patent for the vaccine with Moderna. I just threw that in there. That wasn't in the U.S. News and World Report. Back to them. The administration's initiative has been driven largely by the arms of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, including an office devoted to health information technology, said five officials who spoke to the Post on the condition of anonymity. Notice it says the Biden administration and private companies are working together. That should alarm you. The prophets often address the government's men and the businessmen together because they're often in cahoots together to do evil in the earth. The last prophet we went through, Micah, you may recall, he addressed both the government men and the businessmen for the evil they were doing in cahoots together. And here this article says the Biden administration and private companies are working together. Notice the article also says, quote, a growing number of companies are saying they will require proof of vaccination, unquote. I've said for a year now that the government will not force you to get the vaccine, rather that they will use the private sector to make your life unbearable without the vaccine so that most will get the vaccine. And here you have it. It's here. You will not work. You will not travel, you will not be able to shop, you will be a leper in the culture if you don't comply. And the masking and all the other nonsense was just prep for your compliance. Again, the more you go along to get along so you can return to normal, the more you help them accomplish their tyranny. I said a year ago that they intend to vaccinate the whole world. People said I was nuts and a conspiracy theory guy. I was ridiculed on Facebook and other medias. Where are all those people now? When will they realize and recognize the evil that is afoot? When will they end their lockstep with the evil being manufactured? When will they no longer believe the lies of the media and governments of men? When will they see the truth? 
And this goes to our text, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. The fear of man is a snare. My daughter Sarah posted yesterday from a book. And it said, in the 1960s, the KGB, that was the secret police over in the Soviet Union, did some fascinating psychological experiments. They learned that if you bombard human subjects with fear messages nonstop, in two months or less, most of the subjects are completely brainwashed to believe the false messages. To the point that no amount of clear information they are shown, to the contrary, can change their mind. I've seen it. I've watched it over this last year. I want to show you a video. Consider it a moment of intermission, if you will. It's a one-minute video. This is video, and this organization is promoting their stuff to every businessman in America. Here's what they're doing. If you want to get back to your favorite places and feel confident they have put your health and safety first, look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. I'm Dr. Richard Carmona, the 17th Surgeon General of the United States of America. This is the Well Health Safety Seal from the International Well Building Institute, the global authority on healthy buildings. The Well Health Safety Rating was informed by years of research and input from hundreds of leading virologists, public health experts, epidemiologists, and building professionals around the world. You'll see it at schools, offices, banks, childcare centers, all the places we go. The Well Health Safety Seal means that we'll feel better going into restaurants, theaters, stores, hotels, stadiums, and all the places that we love. Everything may look the same, but the Well Health Safety Seal means that your health and safety are top of mind when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing procedures, air and water quality management, emergency preparedness programs, and health services. So look for the Well Health Safety Seal outside and feel more confident going inside. Learn more about the Well Health Safety Rating at wellhealthsafety.com. So there you have, you know, J-Lo and uh, Lady Gaga, Robert De Niro, you know, paramount fixtures of morality, decency, and high intellect promoting this nonsense. The truth is, this is bad. This group wants to set themselves up as the standard bearers with this seal. What will end up happening is, the businessmen will want that seal. It'll start slowly, but it'll build. And the more people who get the seal, the more people want to get the seal, just like the masking. More people mask, the more, oh, I want to fit in. I'll put on a mask. You know, all want to fit in. They aid and abet the tyrants because they don't want to be left out. They're going to want that seal. You already know they're going to do it. The businessmen have aided and abetted this pandemic narrative since the beginning, just listen to their commercials about how they'll do business with you and you can be safe with them, right? The businessmen have aided and abetted all the evil. 
The lawyers have aided and abetted all the evil. The media people have aided and abetted it all. The government officials have aided and abetted it all. The churchmen have aided and abetted it all. The mindless millions walking around with their masks, everyone's aided and abetted the evil. And the businessmen have imposed all the masking and dopey distancing on all the other nonsense on their employees. When will we stand? People ask me, how did Hitler get to where he was? How did Stalin, how did they be able to pull that off? You're watching how they pulled it off with your fellow Americans and what's happening here in our nation right now. Have you noticed the same businessmen who promoted and imposed the filth of sodomy are the same businessmen who have aided and abetted the COVID narrative are the same businessmen who are now pushing and enabling vaccine passports? Evil is all they are capable of, and Christian people must stand against their evil. The Bible rightly declares, hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Proverbs 27, 20. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. I'll put this video in the details box so people can see it. Newsweek reported this past week, shortly after his January inauguration, Biden signed an executive order that outlined a series of directives related to domestic and international travel during the pandemic. One subsection referenced internal certificates of vaccination or prophylaxis, ICVP, immunization records created by the World Health Organization and already used by some travelers to provide proof of vaccination for other diseases and the possibility of issuing them as verification for individuals who receive COVID-19 vaccinations. The order said, quote, consistent with applicable law, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of the Health and Human Services, and the Secretary of Homeland Security, including through the administrator of the TSA, in coordination with any relevant international organizations, shall assess the feasibility of linking COVID-19 vaccination to international certificates of vaccination or prophylaxis, ICVP, and producing electronic versions of ICVPs, unquote. Understand this is a social credit system. Rightly said, it is a socialist credit system. If you don't think right, if you don't behave right, you are punished. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all these other Groups are teaching you how to think and how to behave. And that's why at some point you must remove yourself from all of them. They are into the, If you don't think right, you're penalized. If you don't act right, you're penalized. And at the same time, if you do think right, and you do act right, like getting the vaccine, you're rewarded. You're rewarded. And understand, this isn't technology they have to develop. It's technology that already exists. This has already, been, this is already being done in certain countries, like Israel and China. The Chinese government, through the technology that already exists, can find anyone within five minutes. They keep a list of everyone, whether they're a good citizen or a bad citizen, on a rating system, and they can do the same thing here. 
They can do the same. They are destroying what's left of the West. And you better defend it. You better live faithful to Christ. You better stand against it. You better coalesce with people who won't tolerate it. Forget about American Christianity and their nicer-than-Jesus nonsense. I've told you before, God's judging that bogus form of Christianity. He's going to replace it with a tougher form of Christianity, one that's biblical and faithful to him. I have a little video um, from Naomi Wolf talking about this matter on my Facebook wall. If you just put in my name, you can go to it. It's about 10 minutes long. Um, Great summary. I don't have time on a lot of these things to go in deeply as I would like to. Now, I want to explain in brief detail why you should not get the vaccine. The practical reason I will not get the vaccine, two of them. Number one, our government grants immunity to the pharmaceutical companies if anyone is injured or killed by the vaccine. Okay? The NIH, National Institutes of Health, as I mentioned earlier, is the government entity that approves vaccines, and they co-hold the patent on the Moderna vaccine. Is that insane? Talk about the fox protecting the hen house, right? Having the government in bed with a private company vending a product that they want to give to everybody. That right there... Immunity for the pharmaceutical companies is why Matuella doesn't get vaccinated and doesn't vaccinate his children. It tells me everything I need to know right there. I don't need anything else. I don't need 18,000 articles of what's in it, not in it, what it does do, what it might do, or any of that stuff. Right there, I'm out. And have been out for over 30 years. Secondly, the stampede they have created to get people to get the vaccine has been a narrative built on a mountain of lies. That, too, right there, should convince you not to get the vaccine. We're done, right? Those are my practical reasons. I also have presuppositional reasons why you shouldn't be vaccinated. Number one is the nature of man. He's wicked and in need of a savior. Amen. During the last year, as more and more people began to realize maybe this whole COVID narrative is a bunch of hyped garbage by medical media and government people, I've been contacted by those realizing this, and they say to me something along these lines. I was listening to your sermon about COVID-19, and I thought maybe it would be from August or September or October 2020 or something like that. And then I realized you preached this on March 22nd, 2020. How did you have this figured out just 10 days after Trump announced the emergency declaration? Here's what I tell them. Number one, the nature of man. He is wicked and in need of a savior. Number two, I'm a student of history, and I have read much about the ill, evil, unjust, and immoral actions of the governments of men down through the ages. And number three, I've spent the last 30 years of my life interacting with and confronting the politicians and magistrates of our day, and I know what kind of men they are. Based on those three things, I knew exactly what was afoot here, 
That's how I figured it out so quickly. I sat down and spent a week reading about epidemiology, virology, and human physiology more than I ever dreamed of. Read many experts and professionals in these fields who were debunking the whole COVID narrative. Most of those people are now nearly impossible to find online as big tech has censored them all. My talk just from two weeks ago in Cincinnati pulled off YouTube, removed. Talking about health matters, against our community standards, (laughs) the usual nonsense. Most of those people are now nearly impossible to find online as big tech has censored them all. Took some of that with my view of man, the history of governments, and the present mainly of those who make up government in America, and I made my assertions during a series of four sermons over a six-week period last year. So no, I will never get the vaccine. So those are my practical and presuppositional reasons. Here are my main biblical reasons why I won't. Number one, again, the nature of man. I hold to a biblical view of the nature of man. I am not trusting of men. I do not think the best of men. I do not believe man is basically good as the world preaches. In fact, I believe anyone who believes man is basically good after they reach the age of 40 is a moron. The man is basically good slogan is a poison you sell to young people. People who haven't yet gotten a good look at themselves, haven't gotten a good look yet at their fellow man, haven't read enough history and life experience to see, no, the Bible's right, man's wicked. He's in need of a savior, namely Jesus Christ. The second biblical reason is the ninth commandment. Christians do not spread lies. The ninth commandment says you shall not bear false witness. This whole COVID narrative is built on a mountain of lies. And Christians don't spread lies. And to wear the mask and do all the other nonsense they have demanded is to spread a lie. So I've refused to wear one throughout this great evil. By the way, our Wisconsin Supreme Court shot down Governor Evers' mask mandate this past week. You may have seen that. But understand, we didn't need a Supreme Court case to understand that the masking order was utter nonsense. All we needed were citizens who had a brain and didn't follow it. A little bravery, a little chutzpah. An executive order from a governor is not a law. And executive orders do not extend to citizens. They cannot be used to subject private citizens to specific rules and restrictions. They only cover government entities. As Thoreau said, any fool can make a rule and any fool will mind it. Every one of your children should read on the duty of civil disobedience by Henry David Thoreau. Every one of them. It's a short writing, and it's powerful. Any fool can make a rule, and any fool will mind it. The mask was meant to make you conform, and sadly we saw the immense blithe compliance of the American people. It was meant to condition you to obey. It was kept in place till the vaccine came out to make you think this whole pandemic was legit, and you needed to get the vaccine. And now they're taking that and moving to get the whole world loaded into vaccine passports. 
That's their end game. And the third biblical reason I will never be vaccinated is this whole COVID narrative is rooted in evil. It's birthed in evil. It's been maintained through evil. And the Bible commands us to hate evil. Psalm 97.10 states, You who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Amen. So no, I'll never get the vaccine. So those are some of the practical and presuppositional and biblical reasons. Some people say don't get the vaccine, it will make women sterile. Some say don't get the vaccine, it will harm you. Some say don't get the vaccine, it has murdered preborn baby cells or DNA in it. I respond by saying, but what if none of those bad things happen? Will you then get the vaccine? Or what if the vaccine has no aborted baby cells or DNA? We know two of them produced do not. Will you then get the vaccine? I do not make those my reasons for not being vaccinated. I will never get the vaccine for one simple reason. The government has no right to put anything into my body or my children's bodies. And that's all. I don't need anything else from there. That is where I stand, and I will not budge. And we get to meet them head on and demonstrate our fealty to Christ. Amen. Amen. We live in a statist hell, so most people think the state can do anything they want, but they can't. The Bible makes clear that the state has limits. Some people say, well, you can only not obey them if they tell you to do something against Scripture. So since there is no Scripture that says, if the civil authorities tell you to put a mask on, don't obey them. And since there is no Scripture that says, if the civil authorities tell you to get a vaccine, disobey them. Since there is no Scripture that says those things, therefore we must wear the mask We must get the vaccine, because no scripture tells us not to obey them on those things. That is utter nonsense. The state has limits, and the scriptures detail the limits of the state. They are to reward those who do good and punish those who do evil. They have a few other small details of life that they cover. (laughs) That's it. They've gone outside their God-given authority and they are to be resisted and disobeyed when they tell you to put a mask on, when they tell you to get a vaccine. We have these little drop cards that we hand out, have been handing out for months. Refusing to wear a mask reminds the state that their authority has limits. And what's amazing to me is most young people I hand this to read that, and they have a confused look on their face. You know why? Because they've been taught all their lives that you listen to the government. They've been taught by the culture, by the academicians, by the media, by the lawyers, by the government people themselves, that you always obey the government, that the government should be involved in every aspect of life. And it's not true. This is a fresh thought for them, one they need to consider. 
Because when the state goes outside its God-given limits regarding its function, role, they are to be resisted. They are not to be complied with when they do so. When it comes to certain matters, and this is a big matter, it's all rooted in evil. I want to end with two things. This vaccine is not a vaccine. That's the first thing. As many in America only believe the white coats, let me tell you, I have read over a dozen doctors and health experts who have said what I'm about to tell you. One of them, and so you hear right from a white coat, is Dr. Ryan Cole. Dr. Cole is a Mayo Clinic-trained, board-certified pathologist. He is also board-certified in anatomic and clinical pathology, so yes, he has expertise in immunology and virology. He runs a huge, successful medical outfit in Idaho. Here is what he said of the vaccine recently. Quote, By definition, historically, a vaccine is giving a protein or an antigen or part of a pathogen or a whole pathogen, injecting a sequence of mRNA into a human being is a medical device. By definition, historically, a vaccine is giving a protein or an antigen or part of a pathogen and or a whole pathogen, injecting a sequence of mRNA, which is the COVID-19 vaccine, into a human being is a medical device, unquote. Again, this vaccine is not a vaccine. Dr. Cole went on to say, quote, the government changed the verbiage, the language in the Federal Register last October to redefine vaccines in order to approve this, quote unquote, vaccine. What we have right now, he says, is an experimental biological gene therapy immune modulatory injection. We are injecting people with a synthetic sequence of nucleic acid. We have never done this on a large scale in human history. mRNA trials in mammals have led to cancers and autoimmune diseases. Not right away, but six, nine, and 12 months later, unquote. That's what Dr. Cole has to say. He made it clear in his lecture that 50% of healthcare workers in America will not take this because they know what it is. Understand this is not a vaccine. The VAERS numbers, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is also a government entity, also part of the Health and Human Services Department. The numbers are off the charts for this vaccine, quote-unquote, this shot. The numbers of deaths are well over 1,000 and thousands upon thousands of bad consequences that people filed reports regarding. Understand they need to be vetted. We have never seen this kind of numbers of adverse reactions and deaths with any previous quote-unquote vaccine. And they censor it all. Put it up and see what Facebook does to you. Notice their massive propaganda machine. So that's the first thing out of the two things I want to close with. It's not a vaccine. Number two, notice their massive propaganda machine at work to get you to want the vaccine. 
An author named Kit Knightley, he's with the site Off Guardian, wrote an article entitled, Five Ways They're Trying to Trick You Into Taking the COVID Vaccine. And I concur with all, and there are more. The five he lists are number one, bribery. They're using bribery to get you to take the vaccine. This is the only way we get back to normal. Is that va- That's bribery. Number two, celebrity endorsements. Remember the video a few minutes ago? And it's not just J-Lo and Lady Gaga and Robert De Niro. And these people, they use government officials. Notice they had the Surgeon General in there. They even will use the Queen <laughs> over in England, telling everybody over there to get vaccinated. They'll use everybody and anybody, sports figures, you name it, to convince you to get that thing. And you know how many dopes who are nabbered by other people who put on their pants just like you do will get it just because of that? Millions. So second is celebrity endorsements. They're all over the place. They even like celebrity churchmen, like Pastor J.D. Greer or Pastor Robert Jeffress and a host of others who've told everyone, churchmen who've told everyone to go get vaccinated. It's the Christian thing to do. The third thing is forced scarcity. This is where they make getting the vaccine seem like it's hard to find it. They're running out. Who will get it? And they all fight the left and the right over who's getting it and who isn't getting it. I'm standing there thinking to myself, morons, why would you even care? People are upset, oh, they're allowing all these illegal immigrants to get the vaccine before Americans. Yeah, because they're doing a huge human experiment and they figure, yeah, who use these people? <laughs> no, yo, get the American. I think, use your brain for scarcity. When does my category qualify so I can go get my vaccine? Number four, fake popularity. Making it seem via the media that everyone wants it. So surely you do too. You have no idea how well this angle sells with a huge portion of Americans. It's sad. If people will line up just because the Brewers won 13 games in a row for a rotten hamburger in a three-hour line, imagine how they're stampeded with this thing, right? Number five, resistance is useless. That's what they want you to believe. Resistance is useless. Here the powers that be through the media paint the picture that everyone's capitulating to the idea of getting the vaccine and being forced into the whole vaccine passport paradigm. I just give up. It's all inevitable. Wowsy, wowsy, woo-woo is the thinking. This is where Christians are different, brothers and sisters, or should be different. We see evil for what it is and will stand in defiance of it because we know Christ and love the law and word of God. We will stand if we were the last person on earth to still stand. That's the type of grit Christ gives his people. It is sad to see how many Christians, however, trust their government 
Therefore, they have no problem getting the shot. You do understand the government is the same people who have legalized and upheld the murder of the pre-born. They're the same people who allow the filth of sodomy and the perversion of same-sex marriage and promote it everywhere under the force of law. They're the same people which teach all kinds of atheism and filth to children at government schools. Yet you think they care about you? You think that they have your best interest at heart? And that's why you should go and get this vaccine. You need to obtain a biblical view of the nature of man. He's wicked. You need to see things for what they are. The blind obedience and thinking that my government is looking out for me and wants my best, I find that flummoxing. It's difficult to even wrap your head around it. And yet it's prevalent amongst Christian people. Their Christianity has virtually no implications or consequences for the governance of their daily lives. Yet there are still a large, yet small minority of Christians and Americans who are waking up. And I've seen it because of my book on the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates. I hear from people all over the country. The book's selling like mad. Over 50,000 copies sold now. And here's what I... And here's what I see from this bird's eye view, from hearing from people all over the country. For the first time, we actually have a large number of people who no longer have their eyes on D.C., who for the first time realize D.C. is the problem. And these people, many who are getting involved for the first time in their life with civil government matters, to the chagrin of the churchmen they sit under, are all getting involved in county and local politics. I believe what they meant for evil, you know, all the election fraud, the stealing of the election, putting their little puppet, the pretender Biden in, what they meant for evil, God is using for good. Because people are waking up and they are getting involved, most of them for the first time ever. Remember I said the best thing going to awaken people is the tyrants themselves? Because they can't help themselves. Tyranny is what they do. It's how they think. More tyranny is all that they want. It expands to the level and to the perimeters that people allow it to. And the people must stand against it. And don't trust the Republicans. I've told you that too. Because they're selling you out all along the way. They've been doing it for decades. And it isn't changed now. We need new people in office. Every one of these guys sitting in our legislative house needs to be removed, all of them. A new breed needs to be put in there. You cannot appease tyrants. You must confront them and defeat them. Every boy learns that when he meets the school bully out on the playground. You don't appease tyrants tyrants. You must defeat them. The flashpoint. Wait for the flashpoint. People say, what do we do? How do we do? There's a flashpoint coming. My reading of history makes that abundantly clear to me that something happens and people have had it. And at that point, there's an overwhelming avalanche against the tyrants and their tyranny. 
and there will be a flashpoint that comes down the road here. Call men to repentance, live faithful to Christ. Holiness matters in your life. Gather your family together for prayer, for the reading of God's word. Do right by him. Don't live a lawless life. Now listen, I want to close with a couple of quotes here. This is a book called Coronavirus and the Leadership of the Christian Church, A Sacred Trust Broken. And um, it's a worthy read. And they quote Kuyper in here, Abraham Kuyper. They actually quote Joe Boot. Joe Boot wrote the book, The Mission of God. Everybody should read The Mission of God by Joe Boot. In his work, he quotes Kuyper, and he said Kuyper lived a little over 100 years ago. He said, the basic creational principle at work here is what Abraham Kuyper called sphere sovereignty. He has a bunch of scriptures listed. There are varied spheres of life within human society, the family, church, business, educational institutions, the arts, and so forth, which do not owe their existence to the state, nor do they derive their internal sphere of law from the state. Now, those are radical words in the midst of the statist hell we live in, but it's what God designed. What Kuiper is talking about here is what we refer to as a true federalism. In a true federalism, there's four great governments— There's family government, church government, and civil government. They're meant to produce within the individual the fourth great government, which is self-government. Each of them has their own role, function, and limits. One is not to invade the jurisdiction of the other. We live in a statist hell where the state has invaded all three of the others, church government, family government, and self-government. Understand what Kuiper is talking about here. This is massively important. Goes on and says, These spheres of life must obey the authority of God and his word over them. They are not subservient to the state, nor do they relate to the state in parts to whole fashion as though they were lesser parts of the state. As such, the state has no right to overreach and intrude into them. Understand, this is excellent. As such, the state has no right to overreach and intrude into them. This is exactly right. This principle, he goes on, this principle helps us distinguish a just state from an absolutist power state. A just state will recognize a variety of spheres of law within society, including public law, civil, private law, and non-civil private law. Public law concerns the Constitution, penal law, and laws of criminal procedure, as well as administrative law. And he goes on from there. Here's what he says also. Here's what Boot says also. He's writing about Romans 13. He says, quote, In Romans 13, Paul specifically and explicitly places all authority under God, including civil government, as a sphere of power and authority instituted by him alone. The apostles' exhortation against resisting God's order and temporal authority assumes that to do so resists God's command, verse 2. What is at issue here is man's propensity to resist God's ordinances and commands, 
Clearly, we cannot selectively obey God's commands at our convenience, including recognizing the legitimacy of temporal authority. He's talking about the civil authorities, temporal authority. This being the case, if the state presumes to forbid what God commands or commands what God forbids, the state has moved beyond its sphere of authority, and those who obey God must at that point resist such arrogant presumption. Not distort Romans 13 and make it say that we're always to obey when it says nothing of the sort. Boot goes on and says, This is clear from what follows when Paul shows that the civil authority is God's servant. That is literally God's deacon. Me again. Understand, he's writing prescriptively in Romans 13, not descriptively. Prescriptively means Paul was writing how things are supposed to be, not how things were. He was not writing descriptively. Often the churchmen will say, well, Nero and the Roman government, and look what Paul's saying here, Nero and the Roman government are nowhere in Romans 13. They're not found in the text. Paul was not writing descriptively. He was writing prescriptively. This is how things are supposed to be regarding the magistrates, what their duty is, what their limits are. Boot again goes on. The apostle explains that this means being a terror to bad conduct and approving of good conduct, bearing the sword to avenge those that do wrong. But if the state becomes a terror to those who do good and rewards those who do evil, it is again in flagrant violation of God's command and ordinance, and Christians have at that point a duty to resist an authority that has ceased to be God's deacon. Were this not the case, we would be bound to state absolutism with no basis for resistance to tyranny of any and every kind. And that's what you have the churchmen embracing today, a tyranny of every kind, whether it's a mask or a vaccine or anything. Booth says, so we are to obey God's ordinance, to obey the civil authorities and fulfill our obligations until the state moves against God's ordinances. In all other cases, we obey for the sake of our conscience and to avoid unnecessary punishment. He's talking about the limits of the state here. The limits of the state. They don't get to do just whatever they want. Let me read to you another quote that I think is so succincting and summarizing of everything I've said here this morning. And it's by a churchman who many churchmen hate. Never read him. They hate him. And that's R.J. Rushdoony. Here's what Rushdoony said in relation to positive law and public health. Listen to me now. He said, If the law is positive in its function, and if the health of the people is the highest law, the health of the people is the highest law, then the state has total jurisdiction to compel the total health of the people. The immediate consequence is a double penalty on the people. First, an omnicompetent state is posited, and a totalitarian state results. Everything becomes a part of the state's jurisdiction, because everything can potentially contribute to the health or destruction of the people. Because the law is unlimited, the state is unlimited. It becomes the business of the state not to control evil, but to control all men. Basic to every totalitarian regime is a positive concept of the function of law. This means, second, that no area of liberty can 
exist for man. There is then no area of things indifferent, of actions, concerns, and thoughts, which the state cannot govern in the name of public health. To credit the state with ability to minister to the general welfare, to govern for the general and total health of the people, is to assume an omnicompetent state, and to assume an all-competent state is to assume an incompetent people. The state then becomes a nursemaid to a citizenry whose basic character is childish and immature. The theory that law must have a positive function assumes thus that the people are essentially childish. He wrote that 40 years ago. 40 years ago. One of the reasons I refuse to put on a mask is because I'm a man. That's it. And they want to treat us like children. Put your little mask on. Put your mask on. No. I won't put my mask on just because you want me to put a mask on. I won't put a mask on because I'm a man. And I'm not going to be treated like a child. I stand in defiance of you, in defiance of all your evil, in defiance of all your wickedness. And we all must do so. Because these men are evil. You must study and look for truth. The powers that be, with all their censoring through media and big tech, makes it difficult to just rely on the usual. Truth is being censored. So many have been deplatformed. You might think, well, I didn't get deplatformed. Yeah, okay, with your five likes. Okay, you didn't, I didn't get deplatformed with your three followers on YouTube. They're deplatforming people who have huge followings, who are telling the truth and censoring them. <laughs> Understand that. Just because you haven't been personally censored doesn't mean it's not happening. It's happening every single day, and that should anger you. Because these are wicked men who stand against what men fought, bled, and died to give us in this nation, which is the ability to speak our mind and to say what needs to be said, to take our government to task and to call them to account. These are not small things that we blithely give up because we're full of fear about some pandemic that can barely kill you. Get a clue. And they just bombard people day after day. Watch any of them. Every news outlet, major news outlet, bombard every day with this, bombard you with their narrative. The government wants you to believe there is no cure because if there is no cure for COVID, they cannot legally produce a vaccine. Did you know that? That's a matter of law. They cannot produce a vaccine legally if there's a cure you don't get legally the right or ability to make a vaccine. They want you to believe there is none. Here's what you need to know. There's this thing called ivermectin that will heal you. Doctors are talking about it, if you can find them, all over the country and around the world, how it has cured people within 12 to 48 hours of all their COVID problems. So they push all that down. They don't want that. 
Because why? Well, they're in bed with Moderna, our own government is, in order to give everybody this vaccine, which will make certain men very wealthy and which will empower the governments of men over the lives of their people. Secondly, take vitamin D. I take vitamin D almost every day. Vitamin D is massively important for our system of immunology. So I encourage you, get good stuff. You can go to Walgreens and buy the little cheap vitamin D that passes through, okay? You get what you pay for. Go to Standard Process. It's plant-based, grown right here in the fields of Palmyra, Wisconsin. And you can get their vitamin D. Powerful stuff. Get vitamin D. All studies, and there's been numerous ones done in various countries now, scientific proof. 80% of those who don't have sufficient amounts of vitamin D end up with getting COVID. So anyway, get vitamin D as a huge impact. What else do I have to say? Nothing. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand up and we'll close in prayer. Amen. Father, we rejoice in you and give thanks and praise to you for this time that we had to address this important topic. Lord, I just ask and pray that people see what is going on, that they will not take what is going on lightly or dismiss it, but that they would stand true to what is right, that they would stand true to you, O Lord, and what is needed and necessary in standing against the evil of men who want to tyrannize the planet. Lord, we just ask and pray that you give us your wisdom and your strength in the days ahead to do right by you. Lord, may we not allow the snare of man to grip us, namely fear. Fear is the snare of man, as your word says, O God. But in you there is safety. May we follow your ways, your thoughts, and not this nonsense that's being perpetrated upon the peoples of this planet. May we understand we may have to allow our reputations to be sullied by some. May we understand that we might not be liked by some. But we need to do right by you. And we need to do right by our neighbor and act on their behalf. Lord, we thank you and praise you for your goodness to us, that you have redeemed us, that you have preserved your scriptures down through the years so we know your ways and thoughts. May we live in obedience to you in the days ahead, I pray. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. So we want to make Christ known to men, and we want to live faithful to him in our homes. Amen. Very important. We're going to take communion at this time.